From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. And let me be the first to say happy 50th. Believe it or not, you and I have now been together for 50 episodes. This is the 50th episode of the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I hope you've been enjoying it. If you are new to the Cannabis Podcast for your very first time, well, welcome. Glad you decided to come along for the ride. Today, we are going to center mostly on a feature interview with an old friend of the Cannabis Podcast, David Wiley, the founder of OkanaganZ.com, a marijuana media company. He had some recent experience, shall we say, with trying to access some medical marijuana. It was a fascinating story, and I'll let David tell you that story in a few minutes. In addition to that, uh, just a little bit of a potpourri, a few shout-outs to a few people who have recently started listening. And I'm going to finish off with an interesting story that happened in my backyard last night, a story about uh, cannabis and people of uh, a certain age, older than myself, where the experience of cannabis is not only getting high, but finding some cream to cure your uh, aches and pains. I'll tell you that story as well. This is episode number 50 of the Cannabis Podcast. And as always, when I have the opportunity, I'd like to welcome new listeners to the podcast. And Aaron would be one such listener who contacted me this last week. Aaron delivers mail for Canada Post in Calgary and listens to the podcasts, among others, this podcast, among others, while he's delivering his mail. And Aaron is uh, particularly interested and nice to see another Canadian who is growing some cannabis on his own and sent along some pictures. Good job on what you've done so far, Aaron. Welcome. Glad you came along for the ride. Also wanted to give a shout out to Haley, who is a guest in our store where I work, a fairly frequent guest, and I believe she's also a listener of the podcast. So if you are Haley, welcome aboard. And a final shout out to a listener from Ontario, who in fact is another podcaster. Hey Marge, thanks for letting me know that you're out there, and thanks for letting me know that you have a podcast yourself. Marge's podcast is all about cooking with cannabis. I think that would be a subject I'd have a lot of interest in. And in fact, I'm going to try to set up an interview with Marge sometime soon here on the Cannabis Podcast. And without further ado, let's get to the feature interview for this episode. I am thrilled to once again have a guest on the Cannabis Podcast. One of the first guests, I think it was episode two, maybe episode three, <laughs> way back when, if you remember, I talked with David Wiley, who was the founder of OkanaganZ.com, a marijuana media company. And we're going to chat a little bit about that, but but more specifically about something that's happened recently in David's life. So first of all, welcome back to the Cannabis Podcast, Mr. Wiley. Good to talk to you. I feel like I was a baby when we talked last. <laughs> it does seem like that long ago, wasn't it? <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'm glad we finally managed to, to get back together and, and have a chat. So tell me how things are going with Okanagan Z, Dave. You know, things are going pretty well. Uh, we've been putting out the newsletter regularly and just trying to make sure that uh, that people uh, are informed on local cannabis and um, not just local also. We yeah. tend to write about national issues and, um, you know, just trying to uh, to keep abreast of what's happening because so much has been happening mm. in the cannabis world. So true. Absolutely. And and I saw just, I think it was the article maybe you posted today or yesterday, um, you had a sample of the Deep Space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Deep, deep Space from Canopy. Yeah. Um, 
what a <laughs> what a surprising taste. I've tried it as well, and uh, the the best I could come up with was um, if they were trying to make Dr Pepper, but they weren't really sure how to. It, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that flat off-brand cola that you get as yeah. a kid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, a little bit of uh, with a little bit of cough medicine thrown in there for a good measure. <laughs> well, you gotta have something in there for the taste, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be yes. real. <laughs> and have you tried any of the other drinks, like the uh, the grapefruit one from Houseplant? Oh, I tried a bunch of them. The the grapefruit one from Houseplant, uh, sparkling water, is uh, far and away my favorite. It's real good. Um, Tweez drinks that are just two milligrams yeah. each. Um, you know, are, are okay. The houndstooth one's pretty flavorless. The, the ginger heard, yeah. one is pretty good. Yeah, I've heard some, yeah. some say that it's probably one of the best ginger ales they've had with that one, uh, despite the I, fact I that there's two it. milligrams of THC in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure drink, right? It's yeah. something that you can just raise a glass with, really. Yeah, I've, I tried. I, I, I hit the deep space when I came home from work one day. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll take a hit of this, and you know, instead of smoking a joint, <laughs> didn't do anything for me. Alas, alas, alas! I still have my uh, dosing problem with even with the you know smaller cannabinoids in the drinks. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough with those. What I found is that the very bell drops. Yeah, absolutely. Um, water soluble and they're great. You know, I have been um, selling throw that in a little bit of sparkling. Absolutely, very bell has probably been one of the uh, products I've been selling the most of recently. Just it's it fits for so many people that don't want to smoke, you know they don't want to vape, they don't want to do all those other things, but they still want to get the THC not through edibles, and those those water soluble drops are a beautiful solution. Really, yeah, absolutely, and cost effective too. And yeah, absolutely, they they truly are. How have you been faring with COVID? We were chatting just before we started recording here. And uh, David, of course, his uh, background in journalism still continues to meddle in that, and and COVID has made you a bit busier. I understand. It has. It has. There are a lot of places that uh, really need someone to fill in. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been able to do. Uh, writing is uh, it's like exercising muscles. Yeah, it's true. If you can do it regularly, uh, you can do it in different kinds of venues and different kinds of styles, then uh, it, it keeps you strong when it comes to that creative capacity. So things have been well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, overall, it's it's been a tough uh, a tough time. I, I did injure myself um, pretty badly earlier in the year. Yeah, and, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I was getting ready for a move and bent down to pick up a box that was obviously too heavy for me. Mm. I felt a zap in my lower back and Ooh. just crumpled. Um, not oh, a no. great time. No, absolutely not. And and that's the thing with those kind of injuries. They just come out from out of the blue, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. No one really prepares for a major injury. No, you don't. And uh, I don't, there, there is never really a good time to get hurt. <laughs> a good way to describe it. <laughs> In the time of COVID-19, uh, it's an even worse time to yeah, get hurt. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, the idea of going to a doctor uh, or to a hospital, for that matter, is something that gives people pause, especially as we're, we see cases Absolutely. of COVID, you know, within the hospital, um, the hospital environment and, and staff and whatnot. Yeah. And, and just simply, you know, cases now in our area where there were very few before. It's uh, 
you know, there's, yep. there's so much that's weird about our, our time. So, so with the injury you had, how did, how did you go about finding some relief for that day? You know, I, I was able to access the rec market right away, the recreational market, because yeah, sure. I, I access it anyway. Yeah. And uh, I've had experience in the past with pretty major injuries. I've, I've talked and written before about having a pretty major mountain bike crash. And that was something that, uh, you know, I was, I was a high school stoner. <laughs> and uh, it went through a long period of my life where I just cannabis and I drifted apart, so yeah. to speak. And uh, when I, I suffered a pretty major concussion, uh, I really badly injured my back at the time too, though nothing broken. Um, and you know, I needed to find relief then. And the the opioids were not my cup of tea, and that was yeah. what the hospital. Um, gave me and that seems to be the the prevailing way particularly at the time yeah, of uh, giving practice, people some form of pain relief yeah exactly so uh, i had a friend thankfully who was able to uh, hook me up with cannabis to see if that was going to be something that would offer some relief and uh, by george did it ever <laughs> it it enabled me to to lay back in bed um, close my eyes and just drift like I should have been. No, when you have a concussion, I don't, for those who haven't had one, mm -hmm. um, they're awful and they're much more serious than we used to give them credit for. And they can have lifelong even consequences, yeah. um, particularly if you don't take the time to recover. And the problem with having an active mind is that you always want to be up. You always want to be doing something. You want to have uh, some form of, of uh, activity coming in to, to stimulate you. Um, and when you're recovering from a concussion, that's not what you want. You need a dark room uh, and a restful mind. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's thankfully what cannabis was able to allow for me. Well, and it's so good that you discovered it back then. And with, you know, I mean, because as you've already indicated, the stigma was pretty severe back then. And, you know, we weren't supposed to look to it for any recreation or rather any medicinal purposes. And, and then the other thing that I wanted to chat about is we've talked about it a number of times on this podcast where since legalization has occurred, those who have been accessing medicinal marijuana are having more and more difficulty in getting access to their supplies. And and mm -hmm. and you had a had a similar experience, did you not? As as you tried to to find some further relief, I did. And the first time around, you know, I I, I never turned to the medicinal market, and partly it was because of that stigma that we mentioned. Yeah. Um. You know, even going into my doctor's office this time around and and asking for medical cannabis um, was an awkward experience. And, you know, like I'm literally the guy who writes the site on cannabis. Exactly. It shouldn't it, be uncomfortable for you. It, it Honestly, <laughs> it really shouldn't. I can walk into a store, no problem, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and pick up products and try different products and talk to people at great lengths and yeah. at ease. Uh, but talking to your doctor is a bit of a different experience. So this time around, when I, you know, when I... Uh, Learned of how significant my back injury was. Uh, I did, in fact, herniate a disc, Ooh. and it was sequestered, which means that. So, what happens when you herniate a disc is that the jelly inside um, gets pops out or gets forced out. Okay, and. What it can do is it pushes against the sciatic nerve, which is a, the body's largest nerve in the the lower back, yeah. and causes just 
awful, nagging, unrelenting pain. Yeah. Um, whether you sit up, whether you whether you lay down, whether you're walking, uh, and it, it just it interferes with life yeah, is what happens. I've heard that before about the sciatica. I've, I've known people that have had similar issues before. So, I really wish it on nobody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I immediately I, I turned to the legal recreational market for, for relief. CBD is, um, it, it can really help to reduce inflammation, exactly. which is perfect for mm-hmm. this kind of an injury. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's it's always nice to have a little bit of pain relief, and THC uh, has that ability to. Mm-hmm. For me, it doesn't relieve my pain, but what it does do is it, it offers me a, a better way to ignore the pain almost, so I can yeah. work through it. You know, it's there, but it's more whatever at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and in fact, I've I've heard that description before, where how TAC helps you with pain is it does not remove the pain. It just makes your mind either think of something else or or forget about the pain for a bit. So it seems like the pain is lessened. So I think you're absolutely right with that perspective. So then and with what, an what, injury like this, to be able to move just freely uh, is actually really good for it oh, because you don't want your body to seize up. No, because then you get stiff and then you have all the other things of, of you know, that rehabilitation that you're going to have to go through afterwards. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Gary, when you and I, people like us, talk to others as much as we do about cannabis, it really becomes clear that the medical side of things is lagging behind. Oh, heavily behind. And yeah. I, I knew that. Um, yeah. And though I knew that I'd be able to uh, get what I needed from the recreational market, I thought, you know, I'd really like to see firsthand what happens when you try to get medical cannabis um, from the Canadian system. Yeah, and that was that was so what was so intriguing when I saw your article about all this, and why I thought it was time we reconnected so you could share that story with others. So, so what happened? So it's it's an utter mess. <laughs> Good description. It, it really is. It's it's it's. It, it's stuck deep in the past and it's messy. Yeah. Um, not easy. And I went to my doctor. Um, he knows that I, I do love to write about cannabis. It's no secret between he and I, okay. but it was still an awkward conversation. And he was sympathetic uh, and told me that cannabis wasn't really something that he was um, willing or comfortable to prescribe. According to my doctor, there, there just really aren't guidelines when it comes down to the um, the BC College of Physicians and Surgeons, and they're the the uh, overarching agency that uh, you know basically regulates or sets policy yeah. for doctors and surgeons. Um, so for for them, the only thing that they generally have guidelines to prescribe cannabis for is MS. And, you know, I don't know that necessarily uh, it's a relevancy, uh, but there there aren't guidelines for anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, we find ourselves in a place where our lack of knowledge, uh, our lack of research into the cannabis plant just shows its ugly face because we don't seem to know very much about these effects. I mean, we mm-hmm. do anecdotally. That's it. It's anecdotally. Um, You're right. 
But we don't have a ton of hard evidence. There, that's starting to change. Uh, in fact, Shoppers Drug Mart is doing a, a new study and actually using Kelowna's um, Valens produced cannabis that's oil. Right. I saw that. Um, in that, which is which is great. This is what we want. The Shoppers Drug Mart really wants to be able to um, give people some sort of assurances uh, that these that it will be effective for certain conditions. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're seeing it go that way uh, because you, you end up trying to do your own research and find a clinic, a nurse, somebody, anybody help me. <laughs> That's right. Prescribe me some, some way to get into the, the medical cannabis market. Uh, and once you actually do get into it, it, it's like the Wild West. Yeah, that's what I've heard before. So so describe that experience. So if, if you finally got something from the doctor, how, how long did it take you and how many people did you have to see? I was lucky to uh, to go onto the Reddit forums. I know my way around there and uh, got some information from people who had navigated this system before. Okay. Um, was recommended along to National Access Cannabis and uh, got in touch with someone from there. Now, it, you have to email them. Um, <laughs> you can call them, but you'll likely get voicemail okay. or get transferred along. It was my experience. I yeah. mean, maybe not everybody's. And it took a, a couple of days just to really get in touch. And I booked an appointment with a nurse practitioner. And that took a couple of more weeks before we, we were able to make that happen. Wow. Um, there were delays along the way. Uh, once I had that conversation, you know, and it, before you even get to talk to the nurse, there are so many surveys. I, I felt like I just signed up and been inundated by Survey Monkey, where it was one after another. And the questions were probing about uh, have you thought about suicide? Have oh you attempted goodness. suicide? Do you suffer from depression? Um, do you have, you know, other neurological issues. I, it really gets into the depth of your psyche before they'll even talk to you on the other end. If you walk into a retail cannabis store, you most certainly won't get handed a questionnaire like this. <laughs> no, don't give any of those to any of our guests. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I, I, I'll reiterate again because the differences between cannabis and alcohol are so stark. If you go into a liquor store, yeah. You won't have to fill out a survey about whether or not you have health issues or whether or not you suffer from depression. Um, Can you imagine the, the furor that would create if they suddenly started doing that? It's un, <laughs> it's unbelievable. But it's so, so true. I, I wow. finally got the chance to talk to a nurse practitioner. This is weeks after my initial request to my doctor. <laughs> And, you know, we had a, a good conversation. I likely knew more about CBD and its effects than she did. <laughs> I bet. Um, but she muddled along. She was very confused about how much, uh, how many milligrams and milliliters and THC. And she just couldn't quite get <laughs> the different dosings. Okay. Um, but we we finally got onto the same page. Um, little does it matter. Once they actually write you a, a quote unquote prescription, really all it does is it gets you into the medical system, and you you could order really whatever you wanted at that point in time. And, and, and okay, it, it gets your your entry into the world, and then you contact your LP and make your order. Exactly, okay. that's right. So what I really wanted to see 
from this process was I wanted the opportunity to talk to somebody who knew about what type of product might help my specific pain, Mm -hmm. what type of dose, what type of ratio between THC or CBD, what types of terpenes may help to activate, you know, the, the, the parts of my body that would help to fight the pain or would help to push me through to do things on a daily basis. I want to just, I just wanted to talk to somebody knowledgeable. And, and did you achieve that end? No, of course not. Absolutely yeah. not. I didn't think so. <laughs> um, I, I consider the the medical experiment to be a bust. Yeah, um, that's true. I that's wish such a shame. I had have had the chance to talk to somebody who knew something. And adding insult to injury <laughs> is that you go on to your LP, and it, it's it's like silos. Mm. You can pick one LP, mm-hmm. and you can access their site. And this took me over a, a month wow. to even access the site. Can you imagine <laughs> going to a doctor and getting a prescription for something that you needed for pain yeah. or a topical cream or something that you needed to to ease a rash? And it took over a month yeah, how to get your medicine? That? Wow. Oh, that is totally insane, David. <laughs> it's it's beyond reason. Yeah. Yeah, that this and that this would happen. It's not like we're at a shortage of cannabis here. No, no, those that's long gone. If there that ever was a problem. Yep. Yeah. Well, wow. That that. So is you an get into the story. system too, and what happens is that the the actual pricing compared to the recreational products, there's got to be a hundred percent markup oh, you're on kidding. similar things that you can get. Oh, geez, that that's infuriating. It's predatory. It is predatory. No, and then, oh, wow. And think if you think about the people who are using the medical system, who are going to a doctor, uh, going to a nurse practitioner to get some form of prescription for cannabis, we're not talking about people who necessarily know their way around the market like you and I might. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about people who likely wouldn't even be comfortable going into a retail cannabis store. The reason that they go to get the medical prescription often in the first place is because there's still some taboo there. We're talking about people who may be elderly, Mm -hmm. people who don't necessarily know the system. And when you go into a store like this and you, you find a product that's $40, for as far as CBD oil goes, yeah. $40 on the recreational market, and then $110 <laughs> from an LP for the exact wow. same product. It says somebody should be held accountable for that. I mean, they, they shouldn't be able to get away with that. They shouldn't. It's it's an awful system, wow. and it's taking advantage of people. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, I, mean, I, I still believe that even at the retail market, um, you know, there are prices on some of those medical aids, like some of the topical or the transdermal creams. You know, they don't need to be as priced as expensively as they are, even at the recreational side. But to hear that it's even worse on the medical side, that's insane, David. It's uh, it's pretty awful. Wow. And, you know, the, the price differential was most visible when it came to things like oils. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, if you're if you're buying flour, 
you're likely going to find perhaps a little bit cheaper. Um, but I, I even was given the option to have a COVID-19 10% off discount, and it was still enormously outpriced. Wow. Oh, that is such a... I'm really sad to hear that. No, I mean, for so many different reasons. There's three big problems right there. The first problem is that it takes forever mm -hmm. and that there's no real entry point. I mean, the second problem is that there's no real information. You're not talking to people who are necessarily knowledgeable on what is going to help you. Yeah. And then the third problem is price. It's so far overpriced from what you can get on just a recreational market that it boggles the mind. Yeah, it truly does boggle my mind. Wow, I had no idea. I mean, I knew that there was problems in access. And, and some people can't get, like, if you remember, I interviewed a, in one of our early episodes as well, Sherry from Ontario, who her problem was she couldn't access the same amount of CBD oil as she could prior to legalization. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was going on, but I had no idea that the prices were so exorbitantly higher. Jeez. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty shocking. It is absolutely shocking. Wow. Well, and, and, and thank you so much for sharing the story with us, David. That's... That, that 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 takes some courage to not only share the story but but to also have the the confidence in putting that out there and I appreciate that. Oh no problem, and I think that this is something. And thank you, thank you for listening, because I think that this is something that really needs to be highlighted and it needs to be addressed. It, yeah, uh, we it we need some form of uh, of accountability uh, mm -hmm. that is going to ensure that there's equity for medical patients and people who really need this cannabis plant the most. Yeah, because we know, uh, and, and yes, anecdotally, but still there's a hell of a lot of anecdotes out there. And we know anecdotally that for some people, it does provide so much relief in so many different areas. It is just so sad to hear that they've made it so difficult to access. Wow, amazing. Let me, let me share another thing that happened uh, with me just as recently, David. And this, mm -hmm. this again is related to the recreational market and the problem we have with, with some of the stuff that's out there. Um, you know, we've all seen the things of, you know, the empty containers. I actually had my first empty container returned to me, uh, huh. just about a week or two ago. Blew my mind. And then I bought, uh, some Subway Scientist, seven grams, a Subway Scientist, popped it on my scale. 4.5 grams. <laughs> oh, wow. So I took a picture, uh, sent it off to Afria, and um, then posted something on Instagram. I have not, that was three days ago. I have still not heard anything but their automatic response. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not impressed. Not, not impressed. You're not that. alone in that. There's a lot of trust issues right now in the there industry. There are huge trust issues. Because if, if they're going to be hold, held accountable, then then we need some faster response. No, I mean, do I expect that they're going to send me two and a half grams in the mail? Probably not. But I'd like to at least acknowledge the fact that it was way underweight. One of the big benefits from legalization in cannabis was the introduction of consumer protections. Yes, and that's something that we have seen a lot of frustration with. Um, I've been shorted on 
90% of my flour orders, okay. even if it's just 0.2 or 0.3 grams up to over a gram. I've never, never gotten as bad as you did on your, on yeah. your last. But, but I mean, order. even, even at that, <laughs> if you, when you, when you buy a 26 ounce of vodka, you get 26 ounces of vodka. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You, you don't know? go get a two four with 22 bottles. Yeah, you don't say, oh, that's all right. It's just 25.5 <laughs> ounces. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. So yeah, I, I realized that I'm not the only one, but I thought I would share that story because it was rather amusing from this last week. <laughs> it is. It's it's disappointing. And I, I think that there's a lot of optimism right now um, in the cannabis space in the sense that people are starting to see the quality of product uh, get a little bit more consistent. Well, yeah. We've been seeing some really interesting new and novel ways of partaking, whether yeah. that's drinks, um, you know, or chocolates, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful to see. I hate to spend so much time sometimes just ragging on uh, the legal cannabis industry because the bottom line is that it is legal. It is. And thank absolutely. God for that. Yeah. We, we live in a progressive country uh, and we were able to uh, to partake without fear of being jailed. I really appreciate you taking the time to. Yeah, that was today, great. David. Thank, yeah. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah. It's um, always a pleasure to, to have some conversation with you. And we, we share so much of our passion for this plant. And, and I know to what you were talking about, I am still very, very passionate about supporting the legal recreational market. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only because I work in it, but because I have this podcast, but because I just am passionate about the plant. And I, to your point, I am so glad it's legalized. We have to work to get it better. And that's why when I get shorted like that, I make a point of, of, of saying that. Yes, the, the product in terms of the quality has improved immensely in the last year. But when something happens, we still have to be, I think, honest and point it out so that we get better and, and people don't get shortchanged on what they buy. Absolutely. I agree. Well, you have yourself a great day, David. It was uh, wonderful talking to you as always and uh, wish you the best. Take care. You too. Thanks, Gary. And now, let me get to the story of what happened in my backyard last night. Okay, it actually started probably well early into the day. As many of you may have figured out by now, I'm not in my 20s. Uh, I'm in my 60s somewhere. And I have an older brother who's, he's, what, he's six years older than I. So he's into his 70s. That'll give you some different values you can work with. <laughs> Anyways, he... A friend of his, also happened to be named Gary, came and along with his wife, my sister-in-law, we went golfing yesterday. Did 18 holes at a local course uh, in 33 degrees Celsius heat. Uh, so it was a fairly warm day out there. Uh, it was, I thought, a good round of golf. We enjoyed ourselves. Didn't play like a PGA professional, but... We're not PGA professionals, so that's understandable. After we finished said round of golf, golf courses being what they are these days, there wasn't a spot to sit and have a beer after the round, so invited them back to my backyard where we could socially distance ourselves quite effectively and have a visit and, and, and share some, some times and perhaps some beer and who knows what else. <laughs> well, I guess you can figure out what the what else was since this is the Cannabis Podcast. <laughs> And it is so named for a reason, because not soon after we all arrived back into our backyard, I rolled a joint for myself, with the understanding that the two, uh, Gary and uh, my brother Don, 
were not interested in having a toke at the time. Well, guess I was wrong <laughs> because I managed to finish uh, my joint and my brother spoke up and said, well, you know, if, if we're going to be here and, and his wife was going to drive, then he was, he felt he wanted to have a toke too. So I went in and, and as I went in, I also picked up the, some topical cream that we have at the store, combination of THC and CBD in a nice pain relief cream. And I brought this out because uh, my sister-in-law was complaining about her arthritic fingers, my brother about his thumb, and the other Gary was complaining about his ankle. <laughs> so I thought, this is a perfect opportunity to do a, a kind of a little experiment here. So I rolled up some individual joints, and then I also brought the uh, topical cream out. <laughs> and it was hilarious because... Pieces of clothing were being doffed so that they could access per certain parts of their body to apply this cream. <laughs> Mostly just ankles and fingers and stuff, but still pieces of clothing had to be removed. And it was quite hilarious. Just like it was hilarious to <clears throat> watch my brother, who used to be quite a toker, but is not these days. And after he had had a couple good tokes, I think we were doing the Subway Scientist, which is uh, Granddaddy Purple. <laughs> No, actually, it was Gorilla Glue 4. That's what we were, we were doing. And he was telling a story, a, a very, very elaborate story, and he was telling it very enthusiastically. And and suddenly, he, he completely lost the point, and that gave me the opportunity to say, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a cannabis moment. And I can guarantee you, within the next minute and a half, his eyes are going to suddenly brighten up, and he's going to say, oh, I remember. And just at that moment, he went, oh, I remember, and he told us the rest of his story, which I don't remember what that particular story was, but you get the relevant point. And then it was just hilarious. So as the other Gary uh, toked, he had obviously not had a toke in a, a while as well. They both got pretty ripped on it. And then I asked, so after they had applied all the topical cream to their various uh, nails and fingers and thumbs and ankles, how were you doing? And almost every single one of them said, you know what, I, I don't feel as much pain in, in those areas as I did before. And I said, well, we're open 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't try to turn it into a sales event, but I found it to be a very uh, eye-opening to see people in the real world without any kind of pretense, just trying some of the cannabis topical cream along with a couple of tokes or two and seeing how it truly does and, and can have a beneficial effect for many, many people. And that is pretty well just about done. Episode 50. I can't believe we got this far. There really wasn't anything to post in terms of a link in relative to today's uh, episode, although perhaps I might put up something about okanaganz.com. As always, I really like hearing from you. You understand that now. So send a note to info at cannabispodcast.com if you have any comments, anybody you think that I should talk to or anything that you should think we should cover. I'm still trying to get to cover off some vapes. That was one of the requests that Steve had a while ago, along with the chocolate fondue. Uh, Got to wait for another payday before I'm ready to do some of that. It's always good to hear from you. And that wraps up episode 50 of the Cannabis Podcast from the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, 
This was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.